Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Raymond's got it left sideline. Let the celebration begin. With four titles in the last eight years, the run is not done. The Golden State Warriors once again are NBA champions in 2022. Bob Fitzgerald on the call. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. The Warriors are NBA champions for the fourth time in eight years as they dispatch of the Boston Celtics. They get it done tonight. Game six, 103-90 to in a game they led by as many as 22. John Dickinson inside TD Garden, joined by Whitey Gleason back in the Bay. Where do you even begin on a historic night for the Golden State Warriors, their seventh championship in franchise history? Oh, by the way, Steph Curry, he got that finals MVP box checked, unanimous, the finals MVP, and quite a scene here in Boston with Steph uh, overcome with emotion while receiving that trophy and, of course, the Larry O'Brien trophy. Whitey, uh, just an unreal night, my man. How are you? I'm fine, J.D. Yeah, the Warriors winning tonight on the anniversary of their first championship when they beat the Cavs on June 16th uh, back in 2015. Before we get any further, I got, are you wearing champagne goggles for your own protection? Uh, yes, I am, and I have been all day, actually. <laughs> That's good. That's a veteran move. I have, yeah, yes. You, you've been through these before. That said, we've never seen one quite like this. Joe Lacob after the game said this is probably the most meaningful one. Steve Kerr said this might be the most unlikely one. Mike Breen said it seems in some ways this one means more than the others. That's something we've been speculating about uh, for weeks now. I think it's clear this one is more special to me. It's one of the most uh, inspirational titles we've seen any Bay Area sports team win because of what the Warriors went through to get here. And let's be honest, a lot of this as far as the Warriors – um, they have nothing against Kevin Durant, I don't think, but to win one without Durant when so many of the naysayers said, yeah, yeah, they won those those three, but, you know, they needed Durant to do it. So to have won the first one without him and then to win one tonight without him doesn't mean they would have won any those two without him, but still, to bookend those Durant titles with another one tonight, I think that's why it means so much to the Warrior players, and I think it means more than any of the previous ones look at it it's probably number two on the list for me if I were going to rank them I think the first one is always probably the most special but I would put this one ahead of 2017 and 18 the, the two Durant mm-hmm. titles to be sure uh, this title also uh, puts the Warriors in another pantheon in terms of just you know kind of Bay Area history as well you look at all of the great champions uh, over the years and really over the last 40 years in in the Bay Area uh, and you can even go back 
longer than that if you want to add the, the A's and the Raiders into the mix. But just from the San Francisco side of it, the 49ers with their four championships in the 80s and then picked up a fifth one in 1994. The Giants with their 2010, 12, and 14. The Warriors now passing the Giants with that fourth chip and getting to a finals for the sixth time in eight years. And, and I think, Whitey, the Warriors join now the 49ers category of this team winning four and eight. That 49er team won four and nine all in that same decade. It was nice and neat from 81 all the way through 89. But the Warriors, uh, it spanned a couple of decades uh, in terms of the calendar. But uh, four and eight is is pretty, pretty special. And, yeah, two years ago today, the Warriors were basically finding out that, yeah, they're not going to get invited to this bubble thing that they're going to try to do amid the pandemic. Why? Because they were the only team in the NBA at that point when the season stopped that had been mathematically eliminated from postseason contention as of March 11th when, when everything stopped in 2020 due to COVID-19, Whitey. And so, yeah, you mentioned the journey for the Warriors from the bottom, literally 15-50, and 50, worst record in the NBA in Two years span, right back on top of the mountain and, and accomplishing something that, that they couldn't even get done in that 2019 season before everything kind of fell apart. This team's back. The run, as Fitz said, is not over. And uh, now I think you know tonight's a night for celebration for Warrior fans, but it's also a night, I think, to, to start to look ahead a little bit and, and wonder at least. We don't have to get into the details, but wonder at least – could there be more titles in this Warriors uh, team's future? I'll tell you this. The Warriors are already installed as the 5-1 to one favorites to win the 2023 title at Caesars Sportsbook. But another uh, important similarity, J.D., you mentioned the Warriors and what they've done and how in some ways now um, they're on the same level as the 49ers. A real important similarity there. You know, those 49ers, the Bill Walsh 49ers, they got credit for, and rightfully so, for kind of changing the game a little bit with uh, the West Coast offense and the things Walsh did, taking some vertical principles and, and making them horizontal, and it was, it was groundbreaking. We know this Warrior team has been at the forefront of the evolution of the three-point shot, and tonight the Warriors, they shot, they took 92 shots tonight, 46 threes, 19 of 46 beyond the arc, and of course Steph had a huge night from the three-point line, 6 for 11 couple nights ago when he scored 43, J.D., I know you said, hey, it was Jordan-esque. Well, tonight after the game, to me, it was Jordan-esque when, when Steph got so emotional. It reminded me of Jordan when the uh, Bulls In beat the Sonics. Um, it, it was, or, or 96. I, it was yeah. 96, yeah, yeah, because it was it was Father's Day, and it was the first time you know that they'd won since his father had died. Now, obviously, Steph's never been through something quite like that, but you know he's been through a lot this year. His family's been through a lot to see the emotion pouring out of him that way. Obviously, he knew that he was going to be the MVP. My favorite Steph thing in the whole series, though, is when he gave the Boston fans the night night. I was hoping we would see that, and we saw it tonight. <laughs> yeah, the night night, and also pointing to that ring yeah. finger early tonight yeah. off of off of a big make and a big run, and the Warriors. A 21 nothing run uh, in in the uh, spanning the first and, and second quarters of, of this game as the Warriors found themselves down 14 to two. It was looking like uh oh, but they withstood the, that run. They wind up outscoring the Celtics 27 22 in the first quarter overall. And and you look at the the big run for the Warriors. 
uh, in this one, 35 to eight. Whoa, 35 to eight. The run after the 14 to two start. There was a 21 nothing run in the midst of that, and the Warriors were able to just keep the Celtics at, at arm's length for a good portion of the second half. Boston had a hell of a run in them toward the end of the third quarter, but. Even as the Warriors went cold, and you look at the, the final numbers for the Warriors, they did hit a couple of threes late, but they were in the midst of a 1-for-12 stretch from three after they started 16-30. of 30. Uh, But a lot of defensive stops, and I think mm-hmm. for all of the offensive heroics, this series, Whitey, was won by the Warriors' ability to bog the Celtics down and turn them over. 23 Celtics turnovers tonight, leading to 20 Warriors points. And a big difference in this series is from game four through game six when the Warriors really ramped up the defense. How about this, by the way, Steph Curry tonight as a primary defender. Uh, when he was a primary defender, the guys he was guarding were three for 12 with six turnovers. And anytime you see the six turnovers, you know that it's also uh, the help he's getting. I agree. That's what changed the complexion of this series. The Warriors' defense, and we know the Warriors have fine defense. The Warriors' defense got better and better as they figured out, all right, you know, we stop dribble penetration, put them in situations where they're going to turn the ball over, and they will beat themselves. You're right. Boston had some moments tonight, and they made you know, they got off to a great start. And towards the end of the game, they they made it really interesting. But ultimately, some of the passes they made tonight, JD, were just oh my goodness, what are they doing? I got to ask you. I know we're talking about the Warriors and celebrating, but how uh, frustrated were Boston fans getting tonight? I, I thought we we heard some boo birds a time or two. Yeah, there there were some boo birds at, at at one point when they got down twenty two. It, it it was tough because I I think there was a sense in the building and and look the building was literally shaking toward the end of the third quarter as the Celtics made their run. Mm-hmm. They cut it inside at ten there briefly, and it was it was looking like it was going to be you know buckle up time for the Warriors maybe a little bit in that fourth quarter. But yeah, so many unforced turnovers. But I think unforced turnovers come because of ball pressure and because of good defense, and I think we saw that a lot in this series. Absolutely we did. Uh, The real difference in this series, again, I think Boston, to me they looked a little beaten at the end of the last game. Again, we know they had their moments tonight, but I think the Warriors basically figured out uh, the Boston offense and just realize this is an offense that is very flawed. That's why Boston struggled as much as they did to beat Milwaukee. That's why they struggled as much as they did to finish off the Heat. And they just, it was too much of a problem for them to overcome against a team like the Warriors in the finals. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. The phone lines are open. We already have full phone lines yes. locked and loaded, ready to roll here, so we're going to get to the calls momentarily. The Xfinity text line also open as well. We'll get to as many texts as possible. We're going to keep this thing going until at least midnight, at least midnight Pacific, but we're also going to hear from the players and head coach Steve Kerr downstairs in the in the interview room here at, at TD Garden as uh, they start to file out and get through the, the champagne celebration downstairs. They'll file into the interview room. We want to hear from every player on this special night and, of course, the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as well. Uh, we also have to get to our handyman hero of the night for this one. Uh, and uh, our handyman hero of the night, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, handyman heroes... Brought to you by Handyman Heroes, your one-stop shop for home repair and remodeling. Mention the game for a 10% discount on all labor. Visit www.handymanhero.es to get more information. But uh, I'm giving it to Steph Curry uh, tonight, (laughs) finals MVP. 
unanimous finals MVP. I'm, I'm going to run it down for you. Uh, Sam Amick, Howard Beck, Tim Bontemps, Doris Burke, Chris Haynes, Mark Jackson, Madeline Kenny of the Bay Area News Group, uh, Jacques Monclar uh, of... Uh, BN Sports France, Sean Powell of NBA.com, Mark Spears of Anscape and ESPN, and Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe. 11 votes for greatness tonight and for Steph Curry as he takes home his first finals MVP on a night where he gets his fourth championship ring. Yes, seven assists and only two turnovers as well. Speaking of handyman, you know, sometimes you're doing a home project, you might, you know, uh, accidentally hammer your own finger. Steph tonight had a bandage on that finger. We know at the end of the last game where he struggled so much to make a three and, in fact, didn't make a three, he was towards the end of the game showing Bruce Frazier something with his finger. Tonight he had some sort of wrap or bandage on that finger. Whatever he had, uh, it was working tonight. I'm with you. There's no question. Unanimous tonight. Not only unanimous finals MVP, but the unanimous handyman player of the game, J.D. Yes, your Handyman Hero brought to you by Handyman Heroes. Again, www.handymanhero.es. So let's get to the phones, 888-957-9570, full lines, and we're going to get it tipped off tonight with Carlos in Alameda. Carlos, you are on Warriors Wrap-Up, the championship edition here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Carlos? Hey, J.D., thanks so much, y'all. Hey, first off, go Warriors, loving it. I wanted to just take a moment to thank you, J.D., for being out there in the East Coast already at, like, what is it, 1230? Loving it. Appreciate that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, love it, man. You're the, you're the real MVP tonight in that sense. Um, hey, I've always felt like, okay, just quick comment. At the beginning of this, like, playoff run, we nobody knew what was about to go down. But, like, I felt like halfway through this whole run, you started feeling, especially after that Memphis series. And, like, after that Memphis series, especially going through Dallas, I felt like, once we got to the finals, it felt to me more like it felt like we were like on a uh, warpath for destiny. And it wouldn't have even mattered if it had been, you know, these dudes or the Bucks or the Heat or whatever. I just felt like it was about to go down. Um, I think Whitey commented about like um, the Michael moment. And I felt definitely felt that it, uh, Steph emotional stuff. And while he definitely didn't feel like he didn't lose a parent, I felt right. like, yo, dude, dude went through some personal stuff. His parents went through some personal stuff. So, right. I mean, that was definitely, like, in terms of the ranking of the most cathartic uh, or the most, uh, uh, in terms of ranking, last comment is, like, in terms of ranking the games, I felt like, yeah, that first one is the most special because it's, like, it surprised us. But this was definitely the most cathartic, I would say, um, in, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, go, go Dubs. Thank you all both for holding it down. And I'm just looking forward to all the analysis coming through in the next couple hours. Great call. Yep, appreciate it, appreciate it, Carlos. Excellent phone call, and I think an excellent point on on Steph Curry and and yeah, the stuff going on with with his parents. I know there were some reports about some things with his own marriage that that can get a little bit dicey and and uncomfortable that were put out in the public that maybe he and and Aisha wouldn't have necessarily wanted out in the public. I don't know how much that impacted his game and all of that, but uh, clearly there were times this year where it did seem like Steph was dealing with some stuff away from the floor that may, we don't know for sure, may have impacted his game from time to time. 
may have it. But, yeah, even just the thing with the parents alone, you could understand how emotional that is just to have all that, you know, be as public as it was. And then and also just winning. Carlos made a great point about the Warriors, how it seemed like they were a team of destiny. And real quick, J.D., I know we have a lot of calls to get to. Again, the thing that to me was maybe most impressive about this run was that you had so much volatility with so many teams up and down. And, boy, the Celtics look great. Wow, they look terrible. I know the Warriors had that wobble in Memphis that one game. But for the most part, I mean, they were as consistent as any team, more consistent than any other team by far that we saw in the postseason. And and that's a real compliment as well. All right, Charlie in New York City is next here. 888-957-9570. Hey, Charlie, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Warriors beat the Celtics. They take the NBA Finals. 103-90 tonight, 4-2 in the series. And the Dubs are NBA champs. What's up, Charlie? Charlie. Hey, guys. What's going on, man? I I, I, um, I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> I've, I've been rooting for this team since 1981. And the first 30 years, as, you, as you're well aware, it was terrible outside of the We Believe year and, and maybe a couple of years of Chris Mullen. The, by, uh, this is by far, to me, the most meaningful title, even though it's the fourth in this run. Just because when you put in everything that you take into account, the two-year lapse, the, the, the significant injuries to Clay, the uh, Durant leaving, the criticism of having Wiggins on the team, uh, the, 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 keeping the draft picks and not trading them for another quote-unquote star. It, it, I, when I saw Curry, listen, I'm a 54-year-old man, not that that matters. When I saw Curry crying on the court, I welled up, man. I, I got emotional. I, I, I mean, after I get off the phone, guys, I'm going to go for a run at 1230 in Times Square. Um, it, 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 for me, because when this team, everyone, all the naysayers, the Nick Wright, Skip Bayless, all these knuckleheads who, 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 for whatever reason, hate the Warriors, didn't give them a chance. And, and, and for them, and then they go up to probably the biggest, the hardest uh, opponent that they could face in the playoffs, the Celtics, who, who are young, long, strong. And they beat them three straight to, fin- to wrap up the series. They, they broke the code. They, they figured something out with, with the Celtics. And they just, this, uh, I, I mean, I can go on. You have a million calls. It's just for me. The, the, you now have to say this is one of the all-time great dynasties. This is not just – you have to put this run now in the all-time great of the NBA. The Celtics, Oh, thanks for the call there. Thanks for the call. Oh, we lost him there. Uh, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason here. Uh, Whitey, you still got me loud and clear? Uh, all right, we'll, we'll hope to get Whitey back here uh, in, in momentarily. Mo Money in San Francisco. Mo Money, you're next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Mo Money. How you guys doing? Let me tell you guys something. Did I not tell you guys that only green that's going to be uh, raining is going to be Draymond Green? And to all <laughs> the haters out there that, that were doubting the Warriors, doubting Steve Kerr, doubt, uh, doubting uh, Stephen and everybody, let me tell you something. When more money calls it, y'all better listen. And tonight it's on like Donkey Kong. Be safe, Mo Money. Have fun tonight. Be safe. All right, Mo Money checking in here at 888-957-9570. Hey, also want to let everybody know we're keeping it rolling all night here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, We got a night full of coverage here as uh, Whitey and I are going to be with you until midnight. 
uh, tonight. And then we're keeping it all the way rolling uh, through the night. Uh, midnight to 3 coming up here on 95.7, the game. It's going to be uh, Allen and Chuck. So Allen Styles and our, our buddy Charlie Walter are coming up from, from midnight to 3. And then Kyle Madsen and Stephen Langford are going to be on from 3 a.m. to 6. So this is something we did in the past, I think in 2017, when the Warriors won the NBA championship. But we kept it rolling all night, and we're doing it again tonight here uh, until the morning roast begins again at 6 a.m. So uh, we got you covered. We're going deep into the night here, and we're going to be taking calls. We're going to be playing sound, and we're going to be celebrating the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA championship here for the fourth time in the last eight seasons. And to go back to, to Charlie's point, really undeniable now. I mean, for all of the conversation, is the dynasty over? Is what's Can they win it again? I mean, there were some out there that, that thought maybe they can't, maybe they can't, uh, you know, win another playoff series or even get back to another NBA Finals. Now, unequivocally, I mean, this, this dynasty is still very much rolling, and who knows? I mean, they have the ability to keep the band really collectively back together in terms of five of their top six players and the like, so who knows where this thing leads moving forward. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's get CJ in Oakland next on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, CJ. Very good evening to you, gentlemen, and to all Warriors fans. I spoke to you both after the Game 1 disaster where everybody lost their faith in the Game 1 for comeback where I explained to you in both instances you were witnessing the rumble in the jungle. Ali Foreman, where the young stud faced the old man. And guess who won that fight? I think it was Ali, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that's okay. he occurred again. <laughs> and uh, for those who've never saw that fight, go rent when we were kings and how everybody oh, yeah. gave up faith in Ali. And Bamba Ali won tonight. So uh, go check that out and see what your Warriors did. And for any true fan, never lose faith in your team. Peace out. Y'all have a blessed evening. Appreciate it. You have a blessed evening as well, CJ. Uh, look, I don't think there were that many people that were losing faith. I mean, I certainly wasn't. I mean, I go back to my pre-series prediction, Whitey, and I, I had Warriors in six, which mm-hmm. wound up being true. Now, I thought about amending it to Warriors in seven, given the way the first four games went, uh, but that that proved to be uh, ill-fated on my part. It, it wasn't so much losing faith or, or thinking the Warriors were going to lose the series. This series very much was was on par, I thought, really all the way up until tonight where the Warriors were able to seize control with that big 35-8 to run after they got down 14-2. to To CJ's point and to Charlie's point, I think sports are, you know, we all love sports. I think they're most useful and most important when you see something happen that actually inspires you. And I think this Warrior team – it's inspiring that they're back on top because they've, they've had faith in the way they do things. They persevered with the way they do things, even though Durant left. And to what CJ said about losing faith, uh, yeah, I, I think some of that goes back to the beginning of the year. Steph said tonight, nobody thought we'd be here except us. And we know that there were some of the Warriors that questioned the way the Warriors were doing it and didn't think they'd be back here. And you can't blame them for that. So that's, to me, what one of the things that makes this so special is the Warriors. It was a validation of 
not only what they've done, of course, but the way they do things, to stick with the way they do things and get through those two tough years and end up back on top. Uh, as I said, to me, one of the most, probably the most inspirational championship of any Bay Area team we've ever seen. We also had uh, one of the callers mentioned Draymond and, and the only green raining down, Draymond Green. Uh, yeah. He wound up with 12 points tonight, the old 12-12-8 in the closeout game for Draymond Green. And he had some timely buckets. His He was three for eight. He wound up hitting his last two, but all three were timely. couple of threes, a big long two with the shot clock running down in a key moment. The Warriors didn't hit a lot of shots in the second half as the Celtics were trying to come back, but they had some timely, timely shots, and Draymond had a couple of them. Draymond Green tonight hit two of five three-pointers, right? That's incredible. He looked like a different guy. He did. No, no doubt about it. And uh, he found something clearly at the end of game four, a different player in this series, really from the moment that Steve Kerr benched him in this building six nights ago with things seemingly getting away from the Warriors a little bit down seven in game four, uh, six, seven minutes away from maybe being down three, one in the series. Steve Kerr pulls him out. Kevon Looney comes in. The Warriors stabilized behind a heroic performance from Steph Curry and those eight minutes wound up being the turning point, the tipping point in the Warriors' favor of, of this series, Whitey. 888-957-9570. Let's get to Shaka in Berkeley. Hey, Shaka. Hey, man, I, I just want to ask you a question, man. How does it feel right now to be in that building, man, that historic building you're in with the Warriors I mean, winning the championship? Let me tell you something, Shaka. I'm, I, I'm up in the rafters right now, and picture it. There's a bunch of people down on the floor, so I'm looking down on the floor. But but where they put me up in the rafters, right, up in, up in the corner, I'm on the side with all of the championship banners and, and retired numbers. So anytime I look up, Shaka, I see 17 championship banners and a bunch of retired numbers from Bill Russell to Larry Bird to, to everybody else that's played for this franchise. To your point... Yeah, and McHale and Parrish and, and everybody, Kuzi and, you know, everybody from all the eras, right? And so, yeah, it, it is it is pretty special. And, and you think of the Celtics' great tradition and the 22nd time they've been in the finals. This is only the fifth time they've lost the finals as a as a franchise. They, I had no idea that they're 17-5 and five now with the L tonight. So, yeah, to be able to win on the, the famed parquet floor, Shaka, and to be able to look down at the – the celebration, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. A lot of, lot of, a lot of real, uh, real respectful, cool Celtics fans that that hung out and applauded during the ceremony. I know it wasn't everybody, but it was it was a real respectful crew for for a group that I know was kind of tormenting the Warriors and you know getting a little vulgar or profane from time to time, maybe going over the edge. But in the end, I think they, they respect greatness as much as any fan base does. Another thing, J.D., the Warriors tonight become only the second team ever to beat the Celtics in a championship series and to clinch the series in Boston. The Lakers did that in 85, and tonight the, the Warriors only the second team ever to do that. And since this is you know, the 75th anniversary, I know Laker fans were concerned that uh, the Celtics would win their 18th championship. So now the Celtics-Lakers tied for the most titles in the league uh, with 17. But the Warriors now are third. They've won. You go back to Philadelphia. This is their seventh yeah. title overall. So the Warriors all-time have the third most championships in the history of the NBA. 
is Shaka still there? I didn't mean to cut Shaka off and then and then drop him because he barely got a chance to say anything. Shaka, if you're out there and, and we and we gave you the call back, man, we'll have a conversation with you. We'll get you in line. And we'll get you back in live first because I, I wanted to make that point but then let let Shaka continue with his call. So if you want to get a little more in Shaka, feel free. We'll get you right to the top. Let's get Chris and Fairfield next on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Chris. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm a, uh, 43 years old, and I'm a huge Jordan fan, and I watched a lot of the uh, later half of the three-peat. And I cannot tell you, I watched the uh, entire thing with my son. He huge Curry fan, and I cannot tell you the similarities between the, the, the two teams where they had an enforcer with Rodman and Dray, uh, Draymond Green. They had the guaranteed shot, kind of like a triangle offense. They had an enforcer, Ron Harper, with Gary Payton Jr. It, it was extremely similar, and kind of reminded me of the Supersonics when they played them. And, uh, it was quite impressive, and I was glad to watch it with my son because I watched all those by myself. And uh, that's really all I wanted to say. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call, Chris. Uh, this is the kind of night, Whitey, I mean, historic. You know, championships don't come around every year, even for a team that's been as great as the Warriors have been over the last decade, four and eight years still. Uh this is something that's special and generational and, and handed down. And I know a lot of, a lot of father, son, uh, you know, mother, daughter, father, daughter, grandparents involved. Uh, this is a special night that I know a lot of warrior fans are going to remember really for the rest of their lives. Oh, no question. And to Chris's point about the similarities between the Warriors and the Great Bulls, you know, Steve Kerr has a lot to do with that. He was also with the Spurs. So, yeah, he's taken things from those great teams, those dynasties, and brought them here. Steve Kerr, by the way, he, uh, let's see now, he has won titles in four different decades uh, as a player and a coach. Mm. Yeah, four different decades. And as far as Steph Curry goes, that's one of the things that I'll never forget about this game, J.D., is when he realized, okay, we're going to win. And and he put his his hands on his head, and that's when he first started – uh, to become overcome by emotion. I will never forget that. Such a great moment, such a human moment. Um, Steph realizing, wow, we're going to win, and just being overcome. It was just a great, great, all-time great moment. 888-957-9570. Marlon in Richmond is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Championship edition. What's going on tonight, Marlon? Oh, we lost Marlon. Jason at San Mateo. What's up, Jason? Jason. What's going Jason, on, are you there? Fellas? Hey, hey, what's going on, my man? How you JD, doing tonight? Man, we got I'm doing good. We got another win. Hey, man, what I want to go back to is who remembers when the Warriors lost the playing game last year? What Steph Curry said? You don't want to see us next year. Where does that go down for you as top things that an all-time great has said? Well, it's right up there for with uh, 2009, right, where he said, you know, hey, we're going to get this fixed in the midst yeah. of you know, however many games they won in 2009, <laughs> right, 20-something. Right, Jason? I mean, he's had a couple of those that, that wound up being true. For sure, man. I retweeted that. I retweeted that and said, Curry, man, you got it right. He said that in 2009. Hey, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. We're going to figure – 
We're going to yep. figure this out. Bye, guys. Good Good stuff, Jason. We'll we'll move on. Thanks, man. It sounds like Jason's already having a good time. So we we'll we'll let him be. We appreciate it. Jason Jason's rolling out there. Be safe tonight, Jason, in San Mateo. Uh and, and keep it locked here on, on 957 the game. Uh eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We got a uh, new bank of calls coming in here, uh Whitey, but uh yeah, uh pretty incredible stuff tonight. And the best thing I think of all is that there's every reason, as we discussed after the last game, every reason to think this team is right there. It's not like, oh, my goodness, good thing they won this year because it's all falling apart. With the young players who are rising, with the fact that your very best players look like they're going to stay at the top of their game for a while. I mean, there's every reason to think Clay is better next year. There's every reason to think we're going to be having these shows, maybe this very show again next year, J.D., and that's really awesome. Yeah, and not only did Steph Curry call it, but – Draymond Green called it in his first game back in March uh, when the the band was all back together for, what, 11 minutes before Steph got hurt on that March 16th. Interestingly enough, three months ago tonight, Steph gets hurt against the Celtics in a game the Warriors lost inside Chase Center. So much the Warriors had to try and, and, and navigate at the beginning of the playoffs, Steph coming back and, and Steph, Clay, and Draymond not playing together and integrating Wiggins and how would Jordan Poole fit and some of the bench players that have been in and out of the lineup but but highly successful players for the Warriors when they were available, they, they were able to – a lot gets made of the young versus old. They threaded the needle of getting everybody on the same page for a two-month playoff run when that hadn't happened at all really over the, the previous yeah. – previous four months yeah yeah and Draymond Green had just a fantastic game tonight he really did given how badly he played at times in the series got off to a really bad start in the first game I'm hoping at some point on his podcast he can tell us yeah this is what happened I know he said oh I let everything you know get into my head a little bit I just can't imagine that's really the case I thought as I said JD I thought he was hurt you said no it's just a bad matchup for him which makes a lot of sense he was really good tonight and it was exactly the type of organizer facilitator and a guy that was a foundational piece that did all the things you need to do to win when they really needed him to do that tonight. Uh, let's keep it rolling on the phones. 888-957-9570. Uh, Guillermo. Guillermo is next uh, in San Francisco. Hey, Guillermo. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm over here just loving life right now. It's a beautiful thing to watch this rehabbing again. The Warriors, you know, they did it from the ground up again. You know, and it's a pleasure that I have my nine-year-old son in the, in the car with me, actually. We're cruising down San Francisco. It's, it's pretty crazy out here right now, but just to be, just to share this moment with him, he's a diehard fan. Oh, you're good. And like I said, man, this is just an amazing feeling just to have it as a fan, you know, and I just want to salute the Warriors, man, and hopefully they can do it again next year. Thanks for the call, Guillermo. Enjoy the night with your son. Good good stuff there. And, yeah, I, the, the party is live in the city right now. No question about it. Yeah. yeah can, I, can I ask you a question, J.D.? Sure. Yeah. Uh, what, was, tonight a, was tonight a hash, hashtag checkbook win? <laughs> Sorry. I just had to ask. <laughs> sure. Maybe it yeah. was. So the hell what? Yeah, I know you love my response to that. Yeah, <laughs> Sure. And so the hell what? I, mean, I know. I mean, the, you look at the way the Warriors have 
put put this team together. And it kind of goes back to the, the prior caller and your point about, hey, they, they got some young players that could be in the mix. Young players that really weren't much of a factor. They got some developmental time, and, and they helped in, in small stretches. But, I mean, James Wiseman didn't play a single minute this season. He was the number two pick in the draft. Kaminga uh, didn't play really any meaningful minutes other than out of absolute necessity in the Memphis series. Uh, it, it was all minutes when the Warriors had series essentially in check, and, and Moses Moody didn't play very much aside from uh, a couple of minutes when, when Steve Kerr uh, went, a, went away from, from Damian Lee when the Warriors were shorthanded. That, those are three first-round picks and high-end first-round picks, two to 14 first-round picks that really were not a big part of this thing that are all going to be infused into the mix here over the next next couple of years beginning with with next season yeah they appear to have fused the two timelines together well to this point which is remarkable but I ask you about the checkbook win because Guillermo reminded me of that when he says oh so great to win you know and as a fan it's it's I think Bay Area fans get a little spoiled because, you know, it's happened a lot lately. But that doesn't happen, obviously, if you don't have ownership that's willing to spend the money. So, yes, it was well, a checkbook win. And a lot of franchises and, don't. Yeah, exactly. A lot of franchises aren't willing to spend the money and right. wouldn't have paid to keep it going. Joe Laca paid for the opportunity to keep this thing going. Yes. He, he paid over the last two years and this year for if he tears it down or is unwilling to pay, there's no chance – we're doing the show that we're doing tonight. He gets credit for that. He mm-hmm. paid the luxury tax on all of these guys, on on you know, Wiggins making a max deal and then turning him into a, a valuable asset, a 16-game player, a championship-level player. That's a credit to Joe Lacob. So 888-957-9570. Daryl, Rich, Robin, we'll get to our first break here. We'll come back. We'll go rapid fire on the phone lines. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr and the players as well. It is Warriors wrap-up. The Warriors win the NBA championship, four games to two over the Celtics. We're keeping it rolling here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Congratulations to the 2022 NBA champion Golden State Warriors from 95-7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. 
The Warriors are NBA champions. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. I am at TD Garden in Boston where there are still a lot of people on the floor doing interviews, stand-ups. Uh, this thing's going deep into the night here in Boston, and the party's just getting started back in the Bay as well. 888-957-9570. I'm so excited I can hardly spit out the number, Whitey. <laughs> well, the party's just getting started here. We got, we'll got we take you up to midnight, and then Alan and Charlie will be along, and then after them I think we're going to have uh, the great Kyle Madsen and Stephen Langford. That's before the morning rose, so yeah, we're going to give you an opportunity to share just what you're feeling tonight all night long. Real quick, J.D., I was just looking at the box score from this date, 2015, when the Warriors won their first championship uh. on this date. You got Steph, Dre, Iguodala, Barnes, Thompson, Livingston, Barbosa, Azili, David Lee, and I just thought it was so cool that Steve Kerr let Clay and Dre and Steph be on the floor when the team actually won tonight, and also the fact that he had Andre Iguodala on the floor as you know, probably his career and the season wound down. I, I almost got a little emotional watching that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great call and a great point. As uh, the Celtics waved the white flag there in the closing minutes, no no surprise that Steve Kerr would would leave them on the floor and then, yeah, put Iguodala out there to where they could all be together and cherish yeah. it and and embrace and enjoy it. Special moment on just a special night here as the Warriors have won. The NBA title for the fourth time in eight years. Uh, let's keep it rolling on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. We'll go rapid fire here. Daryl, Rich, Robin, JT, or hey, we're coming to all of you. Daryl is the longest hole on the board. What's going on, Daryl? Good evening, guys. Good evening. Good, good, actually, good morning back here on the East Coast. I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge Warriors fan, and thank God for the trade that was never made. There was mm. talk about... Kaminga or or Wiseman and Poole for for um, Sabonis. Yeah, there were a few of those that that weren't made, and I think Daryl, we appreciate the call. There were there were some Ben Simmons trades that I don't think ever got close to really coming to to fruition. But I, you know, going back to the Warriors winning it in 2015, you know, there were the rumors: Do you trade Clay Thompson in a package yeah. for? for uh Kevin Love or maybe maybe Draymond Green goes in a package for Kevin Love sometimes it is the moves that you don't make that wind up helping you the most and yeah and that's where I, I think you know we talked about the checkbook win and you brought it up and you know Joe Lacob deserves credit for spending the money and and continuing to be willing to pay to stay at the table and give this franchise a shot to contend for championships he also, I think, is the loudest voice in the room. Not not necessarily on the on the one from years ago, but I, he was the loudest voice in the room. I think, in terms of we're not trading the young guys for a veteran we're, or for or for a star that maybe doesn't quite fit the right way, and we're going to try and shoehorn him in. I think where he maybe was one, at least reportedly one of the more open on the Kevin Love thing and had to be talked down by Jerry West and and others that wanted to keep it rolling with Steph and Clay. On this one, he gets the credit for he he loves the young players and wants that second timeline. I think more than anybody else in the organization. 
Yeah, and there's also there was talk this year about other trades that weren't made. For example, uh, and we don't know, you know, how true these are, but apparently there's some some level of truth to them that when the Warriors got Bogut for Monte, that Milwaukee could have had Steph. Like, which one do you want, Monte or Steph? I mean, thank goodness that didn't happen. Uh, the Chris Paul trade, where the Warriors were going to trade, was it Clay or? or Steph or both of them for Chris Paul at one point. And here we are talking about Steph Curry, uh, finals MVP. By the way, in his closeout games in the finals here, four championships in the games to close out the championship, Steph Curry with 25, 34, 37, and tonight 34 points, J.D. So it's a good thing the Warriors kept him. Yeah, it's a myth that he hasn't played well in the finals. That may be one of the biggest myths in professional sports. And now he's got the finals MVP, which he didn't need and we'll we'll hear from Clay Thompson he had some special words for those that that thought that he did need it but you you run through some of those numbers Steph Curry's been damn good in the NBA finals oh and especially in this series and especially tonight when down the stretch we talked about it the Warriors offense you know it's like hey we just hang on we're gonna win and the offense all of a sudden ceased functioning and it was getting a little tight and it was Steph it was Allen Iverson-esque. Give me the ball, and if I got Horford on me, I'm going to take the ball to the basket. He did yeah. a number of times in this series. It's a 43-point game, and tonight to close it out, he did some of the things that the naysayers say, well, he can't do that on his own. He can't create his own shot. He can't be that guy. And in this series, he proved them all wrong once again. Some huge layups down the stretch. Yes. He hit a three to make it a 15-point game, but there was a lot of attacking and finishing mm-hmm. for, for Steph Curry in huge moments tonight and throughout the series. Rich in Fremont, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rich. Hey, what's up, fellas? Listen, you guys, tomorrow, whenever you want to, you can go ask Sonny and Guru because I called in on their <laughs> show when the Warriors were about ready to, to take on the Mavs. And I said it like this. I said, oh, uh, um, I said, uh, Warriors in five. Drop the mic. And then I, then I got off. And then just last week, I called them again. And I said, oh, uh, um, um, <laughs> Warriors over the Celtics in six. And that's in the books, too. And I think about how Daryl Morey spent all that money, said he put together a team to beat the Warriors, and he lost. And then I think about how – as much as great player Kevin Durant is, how, you know, really, like, dude, as great as you are, your decision to leave, in my opinion, was not the wisest decision that you did. And so now here we are, full circle, four titles. My man Steph got finals MVP, and it was a collective win. And shout out to my girl Robin. I know you out there listening. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the call, Rich. I like Rich's style. He had the Warriors in five yeah. over the Mavs. Yeah. And he had the Warriors in six over the Celtics. That that sounds like somebody else we know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm yeah. Kidding. That's that's and, uh, the, yeah. Go ahead. You know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Whitey. Um I was I was just gonna say, uh what what, what did you have, J D? No, I was gonna go I was gonna make the point that Rich shouted out Robin and Robin's actually the next, there we next go. caller on the board here. So let's I was gonna say, Hey Rich, you you Robin yeah. is following you. So Robin, what what's it like tonight in the city? How you doing, honey? I'm I, I right, it, it, uh, don't turn. I'm, I'm in the car with my kids. They just picked me up from the Warriors game and I'm getting ready to tell my daughter look as the police are out here, do not turn red or turn right or red. I mean it. Don't do it. Okay? The police are everywhere out here. 
and you can't tell young people nothing. So I'm sorry about this, you guys. I'm wondering what now, now you can turn. Okay, um, so it's turned up, and the kids are turned up and, and lit up, too, okay, if you know what I mean. So I wonder where Cousin Fridell is. You know Nick is my boy, J.D., and I, I, and, 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 and I, and I, I agree with him, his assessment about the Warriors. I called in to say this. At the beginning of the season, or was it last season, when we were all talking about what this Warriors team would look like, we had them all. I had them as – I told you guys they weren't even a championship roster to me, okay? And, and that they had them at a fifth seed with Clay, and some of us have had them at six and seven, okay? And look at them. They only made two improvements, really, Otto Porter Jr. and uh, Bielisa. Please tell me how the Warriors did it with that roster. Is that not coaching? Is that not organizational? I mean, if you look at the Boston Celtics, they have better talent. But I don't think they played as a team to win. And so this championship and with this group outside of the core uh, is just phenomenal. And it speaks to Steve Kerr. And it speaks It speaks from the top down. Success starts from the top down, not the other way around. Go Warriors. Peace out. I love you both. Bye. Appreciate it, Robin. We love you. And uh, just a, another programming note, every yeah. every caller this segment, it's kind of leading one thing to the other. I know, Whitey, you, you have a, a family uh, engagement a over, wedding. The, over the weekend. Yes. Yeah, a yeah. wedding on, on, on Saturday. And so you're going to miss uh, what will be our final Warriors this week of the season. And we're bringing Nick back. There you go. For, to, do that, to do that show to fill you in for you. You can tell him yourself, so you Robin. For Nick. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Robin, you can call in Saturday morning, and you can you can talk to Cousin Nick. Uh, just, yeah, perfect synergy here. We got Nick starting the season on the show, then Whitey takes over for Nick, and Whitey has to miss, and we're lucky enough to get Nick uh, back for the for the final show of the year. So it all kind of comes full circle, Whitey. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, Rich talked about Daryl Morey and how he said he would spend all this money to beat the Warriors, and Robin touched on a similar topic, talking about this roster. I mean, is, uh, Jeff Van Gundy tonight said, this is the least talented roster they've had, and they've won a championship. But I think that gets to the fact that the Warriors haven't taken shortcuts, and when you have three players of the caliber of Clay, Steph, and Draymond, and they're all really, truly committed to winning. You know, there's a lot of people in pro sports. Most players would prefer to win. Everyone would prefer to win, but some guys need to win, and some players are dedicated to winning, and that's what you have with these three. And, you know, no, no matter which superstars Del Mari went out and got or whatever his analytics formula said, you can't replicate that. And so that's been one of the keys to the success. That's one of the keys to any time a team is successful over an extended period with the same people. You know it's that culture. Uh, more than the culture, it's just those individuals. And that's why Daryl Morey and the Rockets could never catch up. They never had what the Warriors had then and what the Warriors still have, three all-time Hall of Fame players who are totally dedicated to winning above all. And as far as the roster goes, it really was about – improving slots four, five, six, six, seven, eight, and you look yeah. at, at you know the impact that Gary Payton the second had, Otto Porter had, even Bielitsa at times had an impact. But to me, the 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 real deal here is the fact that Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins stepped into their development I think was a level better 
than anybody could have anticipated going into the year. And I think that's why, along with Clay and and Steph and Draymond, I think that's why they're they're back here. The the the, the pieces beyond those two, as you go down the depth chart, were solid, and they had some young players that got their minutes. But to me, it was the emergence of of Wiggins to play at an all-star level. Who would have had Wiggins as an all-star? Forget about what you thought of him as a player. I, I thought he was a good fit. I know we did a lot of shows when that trade was first made in the, the nineteen twenty season and talked about the fit. But for him to not only become a just a playable, positive contributor, given his reputation coming to the Warriors from Minnesota, but then to take it to an all-star level and then to take it to almost another level of being a a championship caliber player where he's helping you win finals games. That to me was big. And then Jordan Poole has leveled up twofold from where he was a year and a half ago when he was in the G League. And then he comes back and then he finishes the season kind of up and down, but but up, played well in some big games, and then just comes out in the starting lineup playing for Clay Thompson and is rolling. But to me, it's those two being a level better than anybody could have anticipated in addition to the Porters and the Paytons and, and some of the depth and the veteran pieces that fit perfectly or, or why the Warriors are back here. And a huge factor tonight, I don't know if you remember, but Robin used to have a nickname for the Warrior bench when she wasn't impressed with them. She used to call him Pookie and them. She said, yeah, this guy like Pookie and them. Well, tonight the Warrior bench, they came up with, what, uh, 21 points and – 10, uh, 13 rebounds, and the the Celtics bench tonight was terrible. They had Derek White uh, had two points. Pritchard didn't score. Grant Williams had three points. So the Boston bench, they were pookie in them tonight, and it was a huge factor in this game. Pookie in them. Yeah. Uh, JT <laughs> in San Bruno next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, JT? Oh, glory be to God. Thanks for an incredible season. The Warriors are super. But uh, th- hats off to hats off to Curry. I mean, the offense was on fire. But then I observed the defense and the way they were reading those screens. It was just phenomenal. I mean, they seen the pick. One guy picks up the screen, and then there's a block lockdown lane. And now the the offense of the offense of the Celtics now they're around, they're shut down. So that's got to be aggravating for them. But so much hustle was on that third and fourth quarter, and the Warriors never gave up. And then the dagger was when somebody hit that three-pointer. I think it was Wiggins, and it might have been like four and a half minutes left. And then Curry just started. He just started getting into his groove. He knew the game was done. I mean, hats off to these guys. Defense wins championships. Thanks, guys. It, it was, and it did in this series. As the series went on, we touched on it a little bit earlier, Whitey. I thought the Warriors helped defense on Tatum and Brown significantly improved in the final three games over the first three games. And I also think just challenging shots at the rim. The Warriors turned the Celtics away at the rim a lot more. Misses and turnovers key for the Warriors' defense. Yeah, and I think Boston started realizing that, and they they didn't really have an answer for that. On the first half of the last game, the Celtics scored 39 points in the first half. And tonight, once again, the Celtics scored 39 points in the first half. Another indication that I agree the Warriors won this series with defense, a defense that rendered Boston's already troubled half-court offense almost useless at times. Orhe Napa, you're next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Orhe. 
Jorge, you there? You there in Napa? Steelers. Go Steelers? All right. Thanks, yeah. Jorge. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what Napa's got to say tonight, J.D. Ricky in Boston. What's up, Ricky? Here we go. Hello? Hello, Ricky. Hey, What's going guys, on, Ricky? Thanks for having me on. What's going on, man? Listen, appreciate that, man. Appreciate your hard work, this whole playoff run. I hope you guys get a ring, man. <laughs> Seriously, man. Especially you, man, the ones in Boston. I apologize. I forgot your name. I'm going to buzz. I'm home. My girl got my key, so I'm good. But, yeah, you've been staying up at 3 in the morning, so congrats, fam. Uh, listen, congratulations to the Bay Area. You know, listen, I've been getting messages and text messages and DMs. Hey, your your Warriors bandwagon, all your Clay Thompson bandwagon. Well, listen, I'm not. I've been a fan of Clay Thompson since 2015. Reportedly, supposedly he was he was going to get traded to the Celtics for like A.B. Bradley and uh, Crowder and a couple of Brooklyn picks. Since then, I've been following Clay Thompson. Who was this Clay Thompson guy? You know what I mean? I, I didn't know him really that well. I knew Clay Thompson, but I just follow his game. And since then, I've been a big fan. And, you know, in his injuries the last couple of years, I even bought a bulldog because of Clay Thompson. That's how committed I'm going to be. I bought an English bulldog of Clay wow. Ramble. Your own little Rocco, right, Ricky. I, yeah, his name is Ramble. He's two years old. He's the cutest little bulldog you ever see, man. And listen, I love Clay Thompson. I'm, I This was unfinished business since 2019, guys, man. And, you know, next year, I think you guys will be even better because, you know, you probably even can get LeBron on your team. <laughs> I just want to say one more thing, man. Listen, viva los Warriors cabrones. Thank you so much, guys. Step a step. Thanks, Ricky. Be safe tonight out in Boston, uh, where it is currently 121 Eastern Daylight Time, Whitey. Okay. Yeah, and you, you and Ramble have fun and be careful. Uh, Clay did not, you know, game six Clay did not show up tonight, but he still, I think, had a really good series, uh, especially the last two games. He made some big baskets. Uh, he had that. He had two bad games in the series, and tonight it was five for twenty. But he still was a really important part of of the Warriors' championship run in these finals. And also, you know, he really improved defensively as the series wore on. Some meaningful, impactful minutes in yeah. Game Four and Five, specifically down yes. the stretch in Game Four, and I thought a quiet, you know, really good game in Game Five that that helped the Warriors in the biggest moments where they were able to take control and, and win that game, which put them up 3-2. Let's uh, keep it moving on the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Chris in San Leandro, you're next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Championship edition here on a Thursday night on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Chris. J.D., Whitey, how blessed are we, man? Four championships in eight years. And just to see, man, this team to me is a – this team in 2015 is like 1A and 1B to me. Uh, I love all these guys so much, uh, top to bottom. And, yeah, it's just Steph had such an amazing year from beating the three-point record to getting the All-Star MVP to the Western Conference MVP and the Finals MVP that he did not need. I mean, it's just, man, it's just surreal, you know. From these these last two years, I feel like, it happened for a reason. We gave the association two years, and now we're back on our throne. And, man, we're just I'm just soaking it all in. And Monday can't come soon enough. So I'm just I'm going to be there uh, super early trying to get a, a spot, like, right next to the fence and just uh, soak it all in, man. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a good night, and 
man, Dynasty is still alive. Let's go, baby. Yeah, appreciate the call. And, yeah, for those that, that are wondering, the, the, the parade is going to be Monday in San, Franci- in San Francisco, Whitey. All right, that's uh, that's good to know, and we'll have, uh, of course, more details as they become available. Uh, Chris is Chris is right, of course, and best of all, as I've said, the fact that there's every reason to think this, whatever you want to call it, championship window is still open, and it's not a stretch to say, you know, I guess they could still win next year. Um, they are in great shape going forward. That's maybe that's one of the reasons why other teams are upset about checkbook wins, and they're they're feeling a little more. Uh, you know, the jealousy and resentment for the Warriors because they know that, wow, these guys, we're going to have to still continue to deal with them as one of the best teams in the league for the foreseeable. But that's one of the things that makes being a Warrior fan so great right now. Yeah, and, and just a couple of more notes on the parade for those that, that are wondering. Monday, June 20th, will be the Warriors Championship Parade in San Francisco. It's going to begin around 11.20 a.m., and the parade's set to begin on Market Street at Maine and then it's going to end at Market and 6th, so uh, set to conclude around 2 o'clock. So, yeah, uh, basically 11 to 2, a uh, little over a mile stretch on Monday for the Golden State Warriors Championship Parade. They've had a couple of these, three of them in Oakland, and now one across the bay in, in San Francisco. J.D., is this similar, or perhaps it's the same route that the – the the Giants took when they were winning World Series. Mark, it was a is that the Market Street Parade route? Similar, yes. Yeah. Okay. Similar. I don't know that it's exact in in length, but yes, similar to the one the Giants have had a couple of times, well, three times here, in ten, twelve, and and fourteen. How about that? Another championship for the Golden State Warriors. We're here to take your calls tonight. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. How you feeling? The Warriors did it. It seems almost almost sudden like wow that didn't take that long and I have to give JD the Warriors Steve Kerr a ton of credit I know I was um I was a little curious as to their approach after losing game one when it was like yeah we're okay they made a lot of shots I personally wanted to see a little more intensity obviously the Warriors knew what they were doing and here they are champions again but remember they lost game one they lost game one of this series it seems like forever ago and it was yeah you know, it's one of those, we're okay, everything's fine, Boston made a lot of shots, and the Warriors were exactly right. Yeah, and there was some concern, I thought, early. Can the Warriors win four out of five? Well, that's exactly what they did. They won four out of five after dropping the first one, and they wind up winning this series four games to two. And uh, on to the parade on Monday. Let's go to EJ in Oakland next year before we pause. EJ, you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, EJ? Hey, guys. Yeah. Huge fan of you both. Uh, why do you huge fan? J.D. Been listening since 2014, since uh, the, the days of the, the Derek Papa uh, loose on the ground. <laughs> uh, I, I just got to pick a bone with you, J.D. In your opening, you brought up that we're going to start talking about next season and what, what that's going to look like. And, man, I know you're a Sacramento Kings fan. You know how hard it is to get to this point. Let's just enjoy tonight. Please know uh, 2023 season talk tonight. Let, let, let's please enjoy it. Uh, so that's all I've got. Let, let's, let's be in the present tonight. Well, that's what we've been doing, EJ. And, yeah, I did grow up a Sacramento Kings fan. I wouldn't consider myself a Sacramento Kings fan to this point uh, in, in my life. Uh, but I, I appreciate the nod there, EJ. And if you've listened to the show for the last 90 minutes, you would know – that we've basically been reveling in 
positivity and letting everybody celebrate. So mm -hmm. appreciate the PSA, though, EJ. Have a nice life. It is, uh, as we've said, it's encouraging to just take a glance ahead and say, yeah, everything seems to be in order. No major work needs to be done. you got to figure out what you're going to do with Poole. He's probably earned the extension. Given that you got ownership that has no problems with spending a lot of money, spending a lot of money into the luxury tax, everything's looking very good for the Warriors as far as 2023 and beyond. You know what? EJ ticked me off, so we're going to blow off the break. And we're going to keep it rolling at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. I I took that almost as if the you know like the the, the Celtics fans with the with the Draymond chant. I, I felt like that was a little <laughs> bit of a cat call for me, Jay. And you know what? I can run a little hot. And, right. and when that happens, we keep we just you know what? We're going to blow through that break and we're going to keep it going on the phone lines. Uh, Filmo Mike is next. I'm not making oh, Filmo Mike boy. wait tonight. Oh, what's boy. going on, Filmo Mike? Mikey. We're not taking a break. What's up, Mikey? EJ, EJ lit me up, Mike. <laughs> We're not taking a break. You, you remember when I said, remember when I said back in the day, JD, you reminded me of KD. You acting all sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, Filmo. You can say it. I love it's it. It's all love, blood. Hey, Whitey. Yeah, we not even gonna we not gonna do the we not gonna do the whitey. Uh, hey, whitey, I'm blacky till next year because I think they can repeat. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna wait a whole You're year. But, but this is validation. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, whitey. Let me do your name right, Michael. No, hold on, Thomas Michael. What is it, whitey? Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason. Yeah. That's a man. That's a beautiful name. That's a be <laughs> my name is Michael Phillips Emil Fontella. You have a beautiful name, Whitey. I'm never gonna call you Blackie again. It, it makes no sense. But anyway, this is validation. Validated win, right? Also, for the for the new Warrior fans, guess what? We're not going to call you new Warrior fans no more because you suffered through at least two horrible seasons. Uh, or one horrible season and a disappointing season that happened to us a lot. Uh, the lockout year back in the day, Donya Marshall averaged 19 points. I'm just giving you knowledge that I, I've been there. 19 points a game. We was like 24 and 25. We missed the playoffs by like a half a game. We had a solid team. Though. I think it was Anton James's first or second year. But anyway, I'm glad they having a, a thing on Juneteenth on Monday. The official holiday for Juneteenth, you know why? Because the slaves wasn't in uh, Gavison, Texas, wasn't notified until two years later after they won the championship, two seasons, you feel me, that they were free. Also, this is the most satisfying championship. This one right here. I'm just keeping it real. This is the most satisfying championship for me. The, the first one was kind of like, man, it was it was shocking. This one solidifies, validates, does everything as true Warrior fans. The, the, the ones that came on when we first won the championship, the ones that's been with us since Will Chamberlain. You feel me? This solidifies it. The last thing I want to say is, if you're from Oakland, don't feel slighted. I swear to God, do not feel slighted. This is a Bay Area win. It's not a San Francisco win. It's a Bay Area, Bay Area, Golden State Warrior win. The whole Bay, 
is 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 sad that they left Oakland, but they they didn't leave the state of California like other teams trying to do, and that did. We love the whole Bay. If, the, if, if I'm pretty sure, if the Oakland, if the if the Warriors played in San Jose, like they did in '94, '95, we'll still be fans. It's a great win. I love it. I'm sorry for rambling. Thanks, Appreciate Mikey. it, Mike. It it eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The last words I think are the ones that that stand out to me the the most. There, I mean, yeah, I mean, we we all partied in in Oakland three times. Come to San Francisco and party, you know, on Monday. And so, I, I mean, it, it, the Warriors are the Bay's team, and I think you know they're they're Northern California's team. I mean, let's just let's just call it reality with the way that they've been the last decade. So, yeah, Monday's going to be a party. It's going to be in San Francisco, and it, and it's going to be a good time. I'm with Mike. I I think that the win validates some things for the Warriors. Anytime a team wins a championship, it's really hard to win. So any championship is special. But when you win this one so long after the first one, to a degree it validates that the Warrior way works. And I think the core of the Warrior way is something that we can all apply to what we do every day. And it's just when you have people that care most of all about winning and they're willing to put their own personal goals aside for the good of the team uh, to make sure that you improve your chances as a team of winning, then that's gonna, that gives you the best chance to be successful. And it's great. Great to see that type of thing rewarded. It's great to see a guy like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They're really good guys. You know, you say dream on with his kids. They're really good guys. To see them rewarded, um, it, it, it's really special. Yeah, we talked a lot about the Warrior way and, and was it going to hold up? You know, and, and it really, I think from the moment that Kevin Durant left. Right. Because there was that notion. And look, tonight's not about Kevin Durant either way. But the, he kind of felt. And, and we've talked about this a lot, and I don't want to go too far down the road here, but it, it kind of seemed like he thought that the Warrior way was kind of fake. Yeah. Well, tonight and this season proves that the last two seasons where the Warriors weren't a playoff team, they were able to still <laughs> yeah. keep it together, right. Whitey. Excuse yeah. me. Keep it together. I'm having a little, scr- little scratch there from time to time, so I apologize for that um, and, and having to clear my throat there. But um, – yeah, the, the tonight is a night that goes a long way for the Warrior way, no doubt yeah, about it. That's it. And look, just real quick, because I'm with you, but Kevin Rand is part of this, part of what makes tonight so special. Nothing against him. He's a great player. But you're right, because so many people said, oh, it rolled in their eyes. They won those two championships because he was there. And then bless him, wish him nothing but the best. But then to come back after he left, after a terrible season, you know, as I said before, when he left, it was like a, it was a crater. There was a dark-smoking crater where the championships had been. And then to come back from that, 15-50, and 50, and to win another one, it, it yeah, you're right. The Warrior Way validated tonight. Luke Mann in Vallejo next here, 888-957-9570. Hey, Luke Mann. J.D., Whitey, we're champions, you guys. Woohoo! We're champions. <laughs> we did it. It feels great. Um, I, got one, I got one big take to tell y'all. There's only in the last 20 year, or 22 years now since uh, 2000. There's only been six number one overall picks to win a championship. It's going to be and and there's two common players with with those champions: LeBron James and Stephen Curry. Curry had Bogut and, and he brought Wiggins to the to the promised land, and they helped in both those championships. 
I just want Curry to get his flowers because he took number one picks that nobody wanted anymore and helped them, changed them, and brought them to the promised land. And they helped bring him a finals MVP. I know Buggy not this year, but still, everything that this team has gone through, everything this organization has gone through, it just feels amazing. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I honestly never thought I'd see a championship back in 2015. It's 2022. I've seen four. It's a great time to be a Warriors fan. This is the golden age of being a Golden State Warriors fan, and I'm just blessed. Thank you guys for doing such a great job on the late night. You guys make it easy to drive home after these W's, even after the L's, but a lot better after the W's. Have a great night, guys. Thanks, Luke, man. Great, great stuff there from Luke, man. 888-957-9570 as the phone lines continue to light up, Whitey. we got full phone lines moving forward here. And this is the kind of win that, I mean, it makes next year, and I know we're not getting too far into next year, EJ, but, <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you win a chip, it, it does impact the next year. It just makes the whole year that much more enjoyable. I mean, think about it. The Warriors aren't going to play a game for, I think, four months from tomorrow is actually the first first game on the on the 18th. It'll be opening night at Chase and the Warriors getting their rings uh, in, in October. So four months from tomorrow. Think about how many times, if you're a Warrior fan, between now and then, you're going to think – just in an odd moment, you know, you're cleaning out your house, you're working in your yard, whatever, you're going to the grocery store, and you just think in an odd moment, oh, the Warriors won the championship. Like, that's going to make so many people feel so good over the next four months and all of these odd moments, and it just it carries forth to the, to the next year, really. That's a great stat, too, by Luke Mann. Thank you, Luke Mann, about how few overall number one picks have won a championship uh, in the last, what did you say, the last 12 years. And for Wiggins to do it, um, there are just so many really, really remarkable stories that go with this Warrior Championship this year, which is what makes it so special. It's why I agree with, 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 with Filmo and all the other people that talked about it. Charlie mentioned it. Cause, and he's certainly one of them. Andrew Wiggins, no, you know, the Timberwolves didn't want him. And uh, all right, well, all right, we'll throw in the draft pick. And he was such a great player for them in the finals. I know uh, Greg and SF texted us a couple nights ago. I was on with Alan. He said, last two years, Wiggins has been their second best player. And he really has been. And he was often in this series, throughout the series, he was their second best player. And just to see Andrew Wiggins play with so much aggression and also versatility. He scored, he rebounded, had five assists tonight. The Warriors are really fortunate, and they're smart to have done it, but they're really fortunate that they've made that move to bring in Wiggins, who is this year has proven to be everything they could have hoped he'd be. Yeah, and now, I mean, next year, the, the sky's the limit, really, because now he, as we talked about so many of these other Warrior players, now he and Jordan Poole as well, those are both championship pedigree players now. They've been yep. through it in the biggest moments, and once you have that, nobody can take it away from you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's one thing the Celtics are, yeah, now all of a sudden it's like, wow, we thought maybe we'd get that, but now we got to figure out how we can get there. Uh, a really good team, but ultimately just too flawed to beat this Warrior squad. All right, let's go to RC in San Jose. we got full phone lines. When one person drops, that's your cue to get in, 888-957-9570. Hey, RC in San Jose, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up, the championship edition here on 95.7 The Game. No, no, I'm just trying to be like, hey, on behalf of the Lake Show, I'm trying to say what's good. 
All right, RC. Uh, from RC to Edgar in San Jose. We'll move on to Edgar in San Jose. How you doing tonight, Edgar? Edgar. Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm loving this. We just got another chip. Man, I became a Warrior fan. I fell in love with that We Believe team. And you want to talk about buying at the dip, man. I came in at a good time because, what, two years later, we drafted one Wardell Steph Curry. And then, <laughs> what, another couple years, we get this guy, Joe Lacob. Get our, and, and, man, I believe, like, as an outsider, as a fan looking in, I feel like they really care about their their guys, man. And, um from the players to, like, the janitors. And I, I think that, that stuff really matters, man, because you look at all these people that we got, we kept. We kept we're, we're taking care of our guys, the three guys, of course, Steph, Clay, and Dre. But you got Wiggins, you know, and DP2, what he wanted to be a, a video coordinator, Clay, you know. And what are they going to say about Steph now, man? We're, we're, it's going to be real hard to try to find a flaw now in his, in his legacy, you know what I mean? And, Man, hey, and J.D., man, I, I'm feeling kind of scratchy throat, too, man. I don't know if I'm going to make it on Monday, man. I, I, got, <laughs> I, got, I got a little scratchy throat, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, man, I, I can't. I can't I, I, I'm fighting that tickle. Uh, I'm fighting that tickle, Edgar. Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, this, this segment especially, and I appreciate you, Whitey, for, for picking me up there. Uh, you know, the, the voice oh, you is strong and, yeah. and feeling good. But, yeah, every once in a while I get that tickle and have to – have to kind of clear it All a little good. bit uh, yeah. at an inopportune time. I mean, you've been you've been getting it done. You've been carrying a heavy Steph Curry-esque load back there, so we appreciate it. Edgar had me thinking again real quick about that draft, that 2009 draft, and I know that you know, everyone knows this, but Hashim Tabit was drafted before Steph Curry. Oh yeah, and yes, we he know was. Minnesota took two guards before Steph Curry, Ricky Rubio, and Johnny yes, Flynn before Steph Curry. I mean, it's, it's, oh my goodness, it's unbelievable. Blake Griffin, Hashim to be James Harden, okay, Tyreek Evans, Ricky Rubio, Johnny Flynn before Steph Curry was even drafted. One of the truly one of the greatest players, not just greatest shooter, one of the greatest players of all time, Steph Curry. Let's get to Tony in Oakland next on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's up, fellas? How we doing tonight? How are you doing? Doing well, Tony. Man, I'm doing great, bro. I'm on cloud nine. I just want to call in and just let you guys know how proud I am of our guys. You know, I grew up, uh, like the previous caller said, I grew up as a kid before the We Believe area. We had, like, Mike Dunleavy, Jason Richardson, where we were, like, <laughs> the, the laughing stock of the league. And I remember as a kid, I had an older cousin let me know about Joe Lacombe and how there was an ownership trying to buy us, and he believed that they were going to change everything around. And now it's just crazy to see it come into fruition. And I tell people all the day, all the time now, I think after this championship, it solidifies us as the, one of the greatest basketball teams that the NBA has ever seen in the association compared to, like, the 90s Bulls and the 80s Lakers. You know, there's, there's, we're never going to see this again. Uh, selfishly, I don't have no kids, but I hope one day when I do, I get to rub it in their faces that they never got to see this. <laughs> so, also, I just want to give a good shout-out to you guys at the game, man. I've just been listening for the last two years, and uh, I'm proud to say uh, that I'm an avid listener to you guys. And uh, let's see if we can do this again. Let's see if we can go back-to-back. All right, fellas, have a good night. Well, we appreciate <laughs> you, Tony. Thanks a lot. That's a good one. That's a new one, right, Whitey? 
What when yeah. I do have kids, I hope I can rub their face <laughs> in it because they didn't see this greatness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, Tony. That's very nice. And yeah, it's nice. He says he's he's proud. Ooh. It's kind of a silly thing, but I understand what he means. You know, you look at this team and what they went through, and you root for them, and you're kind of wow. I'm proud that they were able to to get back here the way they did. Well, and and you just look at it through history again, and and he was all over it with respect to it's the 90s Bulls winning the six titles in eight years and the Warriors now with four in eight years. It's the Lakers in the 80s, right, from 80 to, to 89. They won they won four in, in what, a nine-year span. And then uh, it's the six. They won five. Right? They won five. I think they won 80. Oh, no, 80, I'm sorry. They won five. 82, That's 82, right. They won yeah. five. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, you're right. 80, 82, 85. 87, 88. Yeah. Correct. 87, yeah. 88. So in a nine-year span, they won five. And then the, the Celtics of the 60s, I'm staring at their championship banners and eight in a row and, and what, nine of 11, I think, or 11 out of 13 and then a couple more in the 80s and so yeah it's the Warriors are right there now Whitey with that group yeah we got to mention the Spurs too right although that was more spread out that was what five between 99 and 2014 we got to put them in there too um but and no back-to-backs though right all those other teams had back-to-backs or three-peats in there the the Lakers even in the with the three-peat at the early 2000s Right, right, yeah. Um, it, it is absolutely remarkable, and to see not only to see the Warriors win this way, but change changing the way the game is played, being on the forefront of these major changes in the way the game is played uh, while they're winning these championships, incredible. Nick and Berkeley, sorry, sorry, why Nick and Berkeley next here on ninety-five-seven? The game. Hey, Nick. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, man, congratulations to, to everybody in the Bay, man. Another ring for the Bay Area, the uh, the area of champions. You know what I'm saying? We're just stacking rings. But I just want to say, man, that I hope Joe Lakin buys the 49ers one time, you know what I'm saying, someday soon, because it's like uh, it's his culture and the way that they run everything, man. And I just want to say that the Celtics fizzled out because they burned up all their little plays in the first couple games, and, and Steve Kerr got a vast playbook of knowledge, man, and that coach, could, he just got – he couldn't even hang. And as soon as, uh, as soon as GP2 came back, man, they spiraled. They went straight down, down, down the drain, bro. It was, it was epic. I love it. Appreciate it, Nick. Yeah, I thought as the series went on, and, and this was something I would not have bet, although maybe maybe we should have been a little more in tune with it. I know some people were. The Celtics playing the, the seven-game series twice leading up to this final series against Milwaukee and Miami, and then you look at the Warriors' shorter series, older team, but as this series went on, the Warriors looked like the fresher team. They looked like they had more in the tank than the Celtics did. A lot of that, though, was the Warriors' defense, I think. The Warriors' defense, especially on Jason Tatum, who, again, I know there was a lot of talk. The wins that big game coming. Oh, they, that Mamba mentality. And as I've said, he played more with a Muppet mentality than a Mamba mentality too often in this series. You know, Brown was really good tonight. Had some bad turnovers again, but he had 34 points. Jason Tatum in a night when they needed him, he had 13 tonight. He had seven assists, but he had six of 18, 13 points. And a lot of that had to do with the Warrior defense, and a lot of that had to do with the way Andrew Wiggins played him. Jason Tatum did not come through the way Boston needed him to if they were going to have a chance to win this series. 
No, and it was always a, a, a volume, you know, volume shooter, and and he was scoring, and you know, he made up. He didn't turn it over in game one, even though he didn't shoot it well. Had the three for seventeen, but the thirteen assists. Jalen Brown was the best Celtics player in this series, mm-hmm. like no no doubt about it. I mean, Robert Williams had flashes, but there were times where the Warriors really exploited how hobbled he was, including tonight. You had Steph. I know we had a texter talking about Steph going at Marcus Smart late in the game after after Marcus Smart had been the one that took him out going back to three months ago tonight. But the, the Warriors found ways to exploit the Celtics as this series went on. I think a lot of it's coaching. A lot of it was depth. The Warriors were the, the more – they had more playables as this series went on. I mean, Peyton Pritchard was terrible after the first game. I mean, he was unplayable, and they kept playing him in this series. So, yeah, the Warriors had the answers as this thing moved forward. Yeah, Derek White wasn't great either. He had that one really good game. But just um, the plus-minuses tonight, to, to further embellish the point, Derek White tonight was minus 26 Peyton Pritchard was minus 20, and Grant Williams was minus 18. So that's what Boston had coming off the bench tonight. Uh, Andrea in Berkeley. What's going on, Andrea? Hi. Hi. The planets aligned. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah, yes, very they did. exciting <laughs> uh, Warriors win. And uh, Steph Curry, I'll tell you, his chart looked really strong. He's uh, March 14, 1988, 1.51 p.m., Akron, Ohio. And Mars, which is a crucial planet for an athlete, went in his 10th house of career. So that really, you know, um, gave him that drive for success, that concerted drive to reach the top. Uh, quote, battles for standing, fighting for position and authority. And in terms of the MVP award, I was just so spiked to see that. That's Venus and Taurus conjuncting his Venus and Taurus. A Venus return happens once every two years. So nice timing for honors and compliments and uh, auspicious time for awards and couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Thanks, Andrea. Good stuff. Always good to check the check the chart at the end of a of a championship season. Right, Whitey? Yeah, I think so too. Andrea, I think MVP stands for Mars, Venus, and Pluto, and it's always great to get that uh, that different perspective on things. I don't know why she doesn't go, you know, check her charts, and maybe she does do this, check her charts and go on DraftKings and clean up. Right, JD? Check those charts. Well, I think she probably I think yeah. she probably does. Probably does. You're right. Yep. Good I, for I think her. she probably does. Cup couple of text messages here, Whitey. Uh, the Xfinity Mobile text line, 650, saying Guru is the MVP. His speech, <laughs> undefeated. That's yeah. from uh, Beto in the 650. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, we beat the Celtics in Boston, the 925 rights. And, yeah, Whitey, great nugget by you. Only the second time that the Celtics had been beaten on their home floor to end an NBA final series. The Lakers did it, what, 85, I think, in game yes. six at the Old yes. Garden? Yep, yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, so uh, good stuff there uh, from the what was that the five one now the nine two five checking in there in in the East Bay. So good stuff there. The six five zero also saying uh, the NBA needs to hire JD. JD knows the schedule better than people who make the schedule. Yeah, opening. <laughs> I can already tell you when opening night is. That's you incredible. To tell you, yeah, it's it's October eighteenth. It'll be Tuesday, October eighteenth. Wow. That'll be uh, so four months from. Well, it's tomorrow here. It's not quite tomorrow where you're at 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 10:51 back in the Bay, but yeah, right. So yeah, Saturday. It's it's a it's four months from Saturday. The NBA season starts. So mark your calendars, folks. See, I can deal with that. Chase Center. 
it's it's great. You know, it's a great championship. But I always get a little sad, like when basketball ends. But four months isn't that far off. I can I can make it no. four months without the NBA. We got the draft and summer league. I think we're gonna make well, it. Well, I mean, we made it four months without the NBA during COVID, and then yeah. and then it came back in in July, and obviously that was that was a little different type situation. Right. And the Warriors didn't play for nine months. Uh, That's right. Coming off of that, which which was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, you look at, at the two timelines and, and coming off the 15 and 50 and 39 and 33 a, a year ago. I mean, I, I would not have bet the night that the Warriors got beat by the Grizzlies in the play in tournament and their season ended last year that we'd be talking about an NBA champion in 2022. No, and Steve Kerr said uh, he may have mentioned it tonight. I know he mentioned it. I think it was after they won the conference title. He said that finishing flurry last year before they even got to the play in what was it, 15 and 5, he said that went a long ways towards boosting us back to a point where we realized, all right, we got some here. We can still be a really good team. Now, they fell flat in the losses to the Lakers in Memphis last year, but my goodness, they uh, they more than made up for it this year from the jump. Well, and – no, they did, and I think you you it kind of makes you wonder if the Warriors don't make that run last year. And, and if you remember, Steph was was out, and then he came back, and over those final twenty, I mean, he was he was the MVP of the league over those final twenty. Yeah. I think vaulted himself from mm-hmm. top ten in the MVP all the way to number three as far as last year's rankings went. But I think when you look at at you know, what if they don't go on that run at that level, Whitey? Do maybe they make more changes or feel compelled to have to make more changes? I think Joe Lacob probably still would have stood pat, but I think that fifteen and five made it an easy call where everybody could kind of get on the same page to run it back at least one time. And and we talked about it a lot. This year was about you know how close or far would the Warriors be away? And I know mm-hmm. Steiny's talking about that a lot. Like, well, you know, all right, Steph Clay Draymond's back. Wiggins is fit pool let's see how close or far you are well they won the freaking championship I mean it's a, it really is incredible now not only were they close they won it you know I'm, I'm just seeing something on uh, NBA TV right now JD uh, there James Wiseman has the trophy and he's kissing it and he's embracing it which is cool and all but it's I kind of feel like hey give it to somebody else I mean bless him but hopefully that won't be the last time that James Wiseman in a warrior cap gets a chance to embrace a championship trophy absolutely I mean he's to me the pressure's off James Wiseman in a big time way and Kaminga and even Moody I mean those three now can all grow I think without the pressure of of having to come in and and help get Steph over the top or help get Steph yeah. Clay and Dre that next chip. I think there was a lot of a lot of the fan base with angst over the fact that would the would those three players as good as their careers may be down the line, would they put the Warriors in a position where the two timelines didn't really mesh and and the Warriors have found a way to forget that with don't even need to play them a lot and could still win the chip this year. I think that's a great point. I had considered that. I do think there's going to be some pressure on Wiseman. That's going to be one of the big stories. Where is he? But you're right. I hadn't thought of that. If they had lost this year, for however they'd lost, then it would be Wiseman is the guy they need to get them back to that level. And he's got enough pressure on him as he is. So I hadn't thought of that, J.D. You're right. Now it's like Wiseman's going to help keep this window open along with the other guys. It's not he's got to get them back to another championship. That's why they drafted him. 
All right, we're going to pause here as we go 60 minutes commercial free for the second consecutive hour. We got another hour to come. Uh, Jay, Cali Boy, Rob, Brendan, Andrew, you all are coming up next. We're also keeping it going all throughout the night here on 95.7 The Game as Alan and Chuck have got you from midnight to 3 a.m. And then Kyle Madsen and Stephen Lankford are going to take over from 3 a.m. till 6 to get you all the way up until the morning roaster back at 6 o'clock. So we're just we're just rolling all the way through. Uh, we've got another hour, eh, maybe a little bit more than an hour. We may do a little crossover with uh, the, the fellas, Alan and Chuck, uh, coming up at, at midnight because I don't really want to go home yet. Uh, I, I don't really want to go home, Whitey. I'm sitting here. Whitley's back up here working uh, next to me uh, with, with all of the great videos and, and post-game coverage on, on the digital side of things. And, uh, yeah, it, it's starting to wind down a little bit. Still a few people on the court. But uh, I'm not ready for it to end, Whitey. When are you but coming home? the Warriors home? are champs. Yeah, when are you, when are you uh, headed tomorrow, back home? Tomorrow afternoon. We had a couple of texters. Stay, wait, J.D., when are you coming back? Uh, my flight's actually at 2 Pacific, so 5 Eastern tomorrow. So I'm going to get a chance to rest up and maybe enjoy Boston for half a day, see, see how the, the Celtics fans are taking the L. And uh, and head back to the bay. All right, yeah, job well done. I know you're, we're not dead yet, but a job well done. And you went to the, didn't you go to the Red Sox A's game too? Oh yeah, me and I think the whole the whole Fenway was like it was like all media members. I think it was just media members were like the only people at the game. It was like thirty one thousand huh. media members. Wow. Okay. <laughs> at the game, no, but everybody had a good time. Everybody good. had a good time. So we'll we'll pause here. We'll come back eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh, our final hour-ish on 95.7 The Game. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Curry, left wing three, walked into it. Perfect. Boston's got to take time. A second thought. Don't wait. Oh, my word. 0 for 9 in game 5. Steph is 5 of 6 in game 6. 72 to 50. And the biggest lead of the night. Steph Curry was an MVP. Unanimous MVP. And now he's an NBA Finals MVP. Congratulations, Steph. From 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. And not only a unanimous MVP, but a unanimous finals MVP mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. As you run through it, 11 nothing in terms of the votes uh, garnered by Steph Curry as he wins the finals MVP, bringing home the fourth championship in eight years. And uh, I think leading to a grander conversation to be had later uh, on 95.7 the game, and I think everywhere as far as just Steph's place now in Bay Area lore as well as this Warriors team's place in Bay Area lore with the Giants, who I think they've officially passed tonight. I think they probably passed them anyway because of the, the dominance of their three championships in five years and, and even getting to this sixth finals in the last eight years. I think they, even before tonight, had passed the, the Giants, but now putting themselves in the stratosphere of the 49ers who won four in the decade of the 80s and then a fifth one in 1994. And where's Steph among Bay Area, just Bay Area athletes, Bay Area pro athletes? I mean, is it is it Joe Montana and Steph? Is it Steph and Joe Montana? Is it is Jerry Rice in there somewhere? I mean, Joe won the four championships in the 80s. Steph's now got four. You look at the way he's been the leader and, and everybody who plays with him is better for having played with him and now four championships. I mean, is that a is that an open conversation for you right now, Whitey? To me, it is Steph. And as great as Joe Montana was and will always be, uh, and I know he was the quarterback, but people don't remember, especially the the early 49er teams. They were they had a really good defense. You know, it's you, if, if you don't remember it, you just read about it. There's this notion that Joe Montana would always win the game at the end because he's a great quarterback, and he was a great quarterback. But they were a great defensive team too. Steph Curry has had to do more because it's basketball, and you got to, of course, you got to play both ways. But there's only five players on the court, so I, I think Steph is the greatest. That's nothing against Joe Montana. It's really a tribute to Steph, and that's what. This series really is about, and it's ridiculous that we needed a series like this to convince everyone, not in the Bay but around the basketball world, that Steph Curry is legitimately one of the top players of all time. Really appreciated the way Steve Kerr said it tonight after the game because he's talking about putting this championship in perspective. He said, we've had so many great players, but Steph ultimately is why this run 
happens. Again, as I've said, I've been saying it, you know, as we've done the post game. Steph proved in this series, and he proved it tonight. That three he made, by the way, that made it, what, 72 to 50? Tonight, the Warriors really needed him to carry the load again. Last game, they didn't. Game before, they did. Tonight, to clinch it, they needed a lot from Steph, and he delivered. And he showed that not only is he one of the greatest, or he is the greatest shooter of all time, he's legitimately uh, a closer, a big-time player in the biggest moments on the biggest stage when everyone knows, like, Steph, all right, you're going to score? We're going to gear our whole defense, the best defense in the league, to stop you. What do you got? And he came through. So all the idiotic talk about he's not this, he's not that, he put all that to rest in this series and especially tonight. All right, let's get back to the phones. 888-957-9570. Jay in San Francisco is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Jay? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. All right. Hey, uh, uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. I I listen to you guys after every single game. Appreciate what you guys do. Um, Quick shout-out to Stiney and Goo for holding it down. Akizar was amazing. Um, I want to talk about championship DNA. You know, after the game one loss, I feel like the talking heads especially counted us out and said the DNA was overrated. But over the last two games, the Dubs stuck to their game. They didn't go for the kill. They did it as a team. And to me, that's championship DNA. Great call. They they have the championship DNA. They have the champion's blood, however you want to put it. And it, it really, for all the differences tactically and, and maybe the Warriors appearing to be the fresher team, the adjustments that were able to be made, to me, them having the championship DNA and the Celtics as a young team not having that championship DNA yet – going through something the first time at this level, Whitey, I think that was a big part of the Warriors' ability to seize control and win this series. But what is the championship DNA? A big part of it to me is just when you know um, that the game's on the line, you know what to do as a team. You've been through it. That's why these teams that try to take shortcuts by signing big-name free agents – doesn't always work. Sometimes it doesn't come close to working because you, there's no substitute for having players that are selfless, that have been through these moments together, that know, all right, we know what to do now. It doesn't mean you're going to do it, but you know what to do. That's where Boston really came up short. Boston, for them, this was eye-opening, this series. It was, you guys are a really good team, but you have some major issues that you have to solve, especially with all the turnovers. The Warriors, meanwhile, took advantage of that. That's to me what championship DNA is. It's everybody on the same page trying to win and everyone knowing having developed this sense of the game on the line this is what we're doing cali boy in oakland what's up cali boy you're on warriors wrap up what's going on gentlemen how y'all doing tonight real good, good real good yeah good good uh, okay okay all right let me just say this i'll be real quick now as far as all these people talking about the Warriors being bandwagon fans and this and that, they need to scratch that. I remember the days when the Warriors wasn't even winning games. And, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed going to plenty of games when they had Tom Gugliotta, Tim Hardaway, and um, Chris Mullen, and other players. And me and my homeboy we went to a game where we like about 10 or 11, we got our first dose of groupies. Tim Hardaway was feeding <laughs> through the parking lot in his sports car, and then we saw a bunch of girls chasing him. They obviously <laughs> catch him. And then fast forward to the We Believe season, you know, with Darren Davis and Monte Ellis, the epic dunk over Dirk Nowitzki, and then 
the next round, we lost to Utah. That's okay. And then fast forward some more years later, we get Curry, Draymond, and Clay Thompson, and we get some wins under our belt. We get some championships under our belt. But this one right here definitely puts the icing on the cake because we proved that we can win without having to have a super team, unlike some of these other teams. Thanks for the call. Great phone call uh, from from Cali Boy there, and yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. There were a lot of people that thought the Warriors couldn't get back to this level without adding another superstar. Turns out they were. And again, I keep going back to Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole. Their elevation, not to superstar status, but for Jordan Poole to become the player that he became this season and for Andrew Wiggins to be an all-star, that went a long way toward bridging that gap to finding that, that superstar that a lot of people said they needed. Yeah, those two guys filled the, that void, which a lot of us didn't see coming that year, 2019-20, when they drafted Poole and they traded Wiggins. I know I didn't see that coming, but that's another thing that gets to, and Cali Boy's call gets to, another thing that makes this championship tonight so special. Um, some people said, some smart people said, this team's not going to win another championship. Well, if they hadn't, then how did this run end? It ended with you know the loss to the Raptors and then Durant leaving after a really uh, awkward season um, and Clay getting hurt. That's how this thing would have ended. And it's not over. They won again. So to come back from all of that, rather than have the run end like that, oh, it was awful, to come back and win. I think that's one of the reasons, just one of the many reasons, why Steph was uh, so emotional tonight. Steve Kerr said it uh, uh, best. This was probably the unlikeliest of all the championships. By the way, uh, J.D., an interesting note. I think this is really interesting. Boston tonight losing by 13. So that means for the first time in finals history, we did not have a single game with a single-digit final margin. That's it. Games were really fun and competitive, but it's the first time that all the games were decided by double-digit margins. Yeah, the, the, the series did feel a lot closer than that. Uh, although, yeah, it was, a, it was a series of a lot of big runs, I think, for both teams. Yep. And even tonight, the 14-2 to uh, run for the Celtics to open it, and then the Warriors completely flipped it. You know, we, we talked a little bit early on about the game tonight. I thought Gary Payton the second and Kevon Looney. The game changed tonight when those two were put in. They started that 35-8 to run, and then Jordan Poole ignited it with some Big threes and and attacking, and it was defense turning into offense, and the Warriors were hitting threes, and the Celtics, for a stretch there where they got down big, they couldn't match it, and they were getting a little frustrated and tight, and the Warriors were clamping it down, and they're hitting shots, and the Celtics are working so hard to try and score, and it just wasn't happening. That was really the moment where, and they made their run in the second half, the Warriors withstood it, but that 35-8 to run was, was essentially the the championship clincher tonight yeah Jordan Poole had 15 points in 18 minutes and speaking of these historic footnotes as you know the 21 to nothing run that the Warriors were on there that's the uh that's the longest finals run biggest most one-sided finals run in the last 50 years Warriors on a 21 to nothing run tonight and some of that uh, much of that in fact I believe was done with with Steph resting yeah, exactly. Bridging that 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 second quarter, uh, the end of the first quarter, and then the beginning of the of the second quarter as well. Let's get to Rob next. Eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Hey, Rob, you're on Warriors wrap up. 
Championship Edition from Boston. Whitey Gleason here as well. Uh, what's going on, Rob? Rob. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. And I, uh, I apologize in advance for my accent. I'm originally from New Zealand. I moved here to, uh, I moved to Gilroy back in 2013. And quite honestly, I didn't know who the Golden State Warriors were. Um, I grew up a, a Chicago Bulls fan, Michael Jordan. He was worldwide. So that's all I knew back then, back in my younger days. But um, I'm so glad that I moved to the Bay Area. We have so many um, great sports clubs here. You guys mentioned earlier about the 49ers, the Giants. Um, I was here for those for those Giants uh, championships, went to the parade. I was here for those uh, Warriors championships, went to the parade. Um, just waiting for the 49ers one. I knew we were pretty close. Um, but, yeah, I'm just uh, just ecstatic for the boys tonight, uh, for the guys and uh, for their for their championship run. Um, I, I would always listen in the morning going to work, uh, listening to the station and, and get everyone's perspectives and agreed with everybody and uh, just felt good every time I, I listened to, to everybody. And everyone, and even coming home, I listened to you guys and I just felt good after every game knowing that we're going to have a have have a good run this series. And I'm just uh, just so happy that I got to I get to witness all of this. And all my friends back home think, oh man, why aren't you uh, a Stephen uh, an OKC fan when Stephen Adams? <laughs> I cut my ties. I, I had to cut my ties with him because um, I, I support all the local teams here in the Bay Area um, from um, from the, from college from college teams right up to uh, to the pros. And um, I still support Stephen Adams, whatever team he goes to. But yeah, back then OKC wasn't it. I, I was uh, Warriors through and through. So, but yeah, thanks for taking my call, guys. I'm just happy um, to see another championship and. To brag to all my all my friends back home in New Zealand, it's, uh, it's Golden State Warriors, baby. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rob. Great call. We appreciate we appreciate having you. Good good stuff there. We appreciate you listening and following along and enjoying another Whitey. Don't come down my road. Special season for the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Absolutely, this qualifies. It does. This qualifies as a special season. It does, and a special call. And Rob, please don't ever apologize for your accent. That is an awesome accent. No matter Never, what, your, yeah. No matter it's, what yes. your accent is, don't please don't ever apologize for your accent. Glad Never. you're celebrating. Um, uh, that's interesting. You made the right choice there. Do I go Stephen Adams or do I go with Warriors? And he made the right choice there, JD. Yes, he did, and and that was maybe a tough one in 2016 when you had you know Draymond and that their whole their whole back and forth, and you know Draymond picking up what some uh, some flagrant points for for a, a swift kick there. In what that do you series. think? What do you think happened with Draymond the last two games, two plus really? But tonight it was like, man, he's having a great game. What? How do you think he turned around? What do you think was wrong? Any idea? I I think he just relaxed. I mean, I at, at this point, with hindsight now and looking at the way he finished the series and, and how he talked about Game 3 and, and Game – really after Game 3, the last game that the Warriors lost, I think he I, – I think maybe it was he got too caught up in everything else and, and, and the fans and Cedric Maxwell and, and all. Like, I'm, I'm inclined to take Draymond at his word mm-hmm. a lot of the time, but I, I think – you know, looking at the fact that he was able to take a deep breath, and I think Steve Kerr subbing him out maybe calmed him on a little bit too, and and not having him finish, uh, or look well, he did end up finishing the game, but not having him out there as much as he wanted to be in crunch time of that game four, and having Looney 
stabilize. Like, there are two, and look, Kevon Looney, 22 rebounds in a clinching game of the Memphis series. Kevon Looney, a couple of times, I go back to game one where he gets ejected in Memphis. You talk about strength in numbers. He stabilized the Warriors in that game one in Memphis. He stabilized the Warriors down the stretch of a game four where they're down 2-1 in the finals in as hostile a building as the Warriors have ever faced in any of these finals. And he comes in and saves him and allows Draymond to take a deep breath. And Steve Kerr, I think he gets a lot of credit for, for Draymond and kind of calming him down. I think he just relaxed, Whitey, and, and found his game at home. And then it carried through to tonight where he wasn't going to be denied. I, I thought tonight, I mean, Draymond was brilliant tonight, but him and Steph, uh, you know, if Clay didn't have the game six Clay game that we're all used to him having, but I thought Steph and Draymond set the tone of will not be denied tonight. This is our opportunity. It's not going to slip through our fingers. We're not even going to let it go to a game seven. Draymond's contribution when he's playing well always goes beyond the numbers, but he did have 12 rebounds tonight, four offensive rebounds. Kevon Looney didn't have a great game, but he had six offensive rebounds. Extra possession, so key here. The way Boston also was turning the ball over with 22 turnovers, that was one of the keys because the Warriors got up 92 shots tonight, the most they've gotten up in any game in this series to only 80 for the Celtics couple of quick text messages here of uh, the, the run, the 21 nothing and the 35-8 took the crowd out of the game uh, big time. And look, the crowd was back into the game late third quarter, early fourth quarter, and there were a couple of possessions. I think the Celtics, and correct me if I'm wrong, went turnover, turnover, turnover at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and the Warriors were missing shots from the outside, yep. looked a little unsettled, but the defense and, and the turnovers, this place – they lost it there for about a quarter and a half. They got it back at the end of the third quarter to where, uh, you know, I, I was looking at Whitley, and we were both kind of looking at each other like, this is about to get crazy, like, down the stretch. Um, and the Warriors may find themselves in trouble, but but they had the answers, I thought, defensively tonight. They did. Uh, they definitely had. And, I, again, I think that was the key to the series, and I think that's another thing that allowed Draymond to relax. I think the Warriors the last two games, but especially tonight, they felt like if they took care of their business, they were going to win. And it did get dicey tonight in that fourth quarter. And I thought Boston, Boston's defense, you know, which was so good beginning of the series, start of the fourth quarter tonight, I felt like, oh, they're playing defense again. They're really putting pressure on the ball. But for the Warriors to play better defense, more impactful defense in this series than the Celtics, not a surprise because the Warriors are a really good defensive team, but that was Boston's calling card. That had to be very sobering for them to realize, man, we, they beat us at our own game to a degree. They defended better than we did. On the Steph-Joe Montana debate, a few texts here on the Xfinity mobile text line as well. Steph now at the top. Joe did it in a non-salary cap era. The nine two five. It's Steph, and it's not close. Uh, there's a there's a lot of votes for Steph right now. I I don't necessarily think it's a it's a recency bias. I think I'm with you. I think it I think it is Steph with the the prolonged dominance as well. Joe Montana, great. Won Super Bowls, didn't lose in a Super Bowl, but. I think the sheer dominance and, and the elevation of everybody else around him for a longer period of time now, I think you got to give it to Steph and also somebody that, that changed the game too. Yep. Like his, his, his success goes beyond just winning championships at a high level.
No, it absolutely does. He wins. He wins MVP awards. He helped change the game, the, the, the impact he's had on the game. There's very few players in the history of basketball, really, that you can say have had that kind of impact on the game. So it's nothing against the great Joe Montana. But I, I agree, and I know we're caught up in things a little bit tonight because they just won another championship. But as far as that comparison, greatest in Bay Area history, I don't think it's close either because it's basketball again, and you're one on five. You just have to do more than a football player, even though I know it's the quarterback. 888-957-9570. Let's uh, keep it rolling here on the phone lines. Bobby is up next. Bobby in Boston on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Bobby? Bobby. Hey, how's it going? I'm really, you know, I was really disappointed. The Celtics, they tried hard, but um, I got to give it up to the Warriors. They deserve to win. But um, what really pissed me off is that I was scanning through the stadium on TV, and I just realized something. Boston has some really ugly women. All right. Come on, Bobby. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Come on, Bobby. Come on. Uh, there were a few more there were a few more Warrior fans here tonight. I don't know, did that translate on, on TV? I thought there were significantly more than there were in game three and game four. It made sense with the potential for a clincher in this one. And, you know, it's funny, you know, the first part of Bobby's call before he went off the rails there, uh, <laughs> Talking about giving the the, you know, the Warriors respect, it's funny. I was I was we were heading down toward the court. It was it was Whitley and I were trying to, you know, capture some of the the celebration here as as things are going final. And there were a lot of Celtics fans that, and I mentioned this earlier, stuck around for the for the post game ceremony. And you kind of listen to their conversations. And there were there were a couple of guys that were like, and, and it's funny because it plays into a lot of the stuff we talk about. They're like, you know, the Warriors, man, they're they're good, and you know. They're gonna get better. Like they're gonna get. You know, they got, they had the number two pick, and a couple of first round picks that didn't even play for them. I mean, yeah. the, I, I think they're on. You know, the, the Warriors do have the league and other fan bases on notice. Is my point, and it's not just Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Well, here's another thing, and I know Sunday is Father's Day. And I am relieved that we don't have to go through a Game 7 on Father's Day on the anniversary of 2016. Relieved we don't have to go through that. But we've talked about this a lot this year during Warriors this week and post-game shows, J.D., the fact that the Warriors have four players whose dads played. Well, with the Warriors winning tonight, that means GP2 and his dad have both won championships. And that's a really exclusive club. I think it's it's uh, Michael and Clay. I think it's the Berries, and I think the Waltons, and now GP2 and his dad, and I don't know if there's anybody else. That's that's a great list, and you're right. There is something on the on the Father's Day weekend now as it approaches with the Warriors and and fathers. Uh, no, yeah. no question. That that is great. And I know GP2 and and Gary uh, Senior OG Gary were were really sharing a lot of a lot of special moments together. Uh, downstairs as well before we pause and we got uh, another segment to come we'll do a little crossover with our guys uh, Alan and, and Chuck coming up at the top of the 12 o'clock hour here uh, one quick text though 415 this team has come a long way from it's a great time out <laughs> indeed text of the day remember that many right there yeah scootle ding scootle ding <laughs> We'll come back. One more segment. JD and Whitey Warriors wrap up 95-7 the game. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Draymond, he'll launch a three. Big shot, Draymond Green! He hits from deep! 76-65, the shot clock off. The doubters had a lot to say about the Warriors, and the dubs only need one word to answer. Champions. Congratulations to the 2022 NBA champion Golden State Warriors. From 95-7 The Game, now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. All right, John Dickinson back in Boston at TD Garden. Whitey Gleason in the Bay. Full phone lines, 888-957-9570. We also have Allen and Chuck coming up at midnight as they're going to take you all the way till 3, and then Kyle Madsen and Stephen Lankford 3 to 6 as we bridge the gap between us at the end of the day here today and the morning roast uh, coming up at 6 a.m. Uh, Pacific time on Friday morning. Those two are going to be all riled up uh, as the Warriors are NBA champions. They win tonight in Boston. Uh, as the Dubs get the job done in this one uh, as they win their seventh championship in franchise history, uh, which breaks a tie with the Bulls for sole possession of third place. Now, the Celtics and Lakers each with 17, and the Warriors, as you mentioned earlier, Whitey, now third at uh, seven championships as well. Fourth in the last eight years, Warriors the first team to win four championships in an eight-year span since the Bulls did it back in 90, uh, 90, 91, and then obviously uh, 97, 98 as well. So the the Warriors were able to do that uh, tonight, and the Bulls obviously went on to win six championships. Steph Curry, the Bill Russell MVP trophy for the 2022 Finals, first Finals MVP for Curry. He was a unanimous winner, so platitudes all the way around for the Warriors, who scored 21 points in a row in the first half, the longest run in an NBA Finals game in the last 50 years. And before we get to the phones, which we're anxious to do, just again, uh, the clip we played, the cut there with the great Bob Fitzgerald on that Draymond shot. That was a huge shot, J.D. That was an enormously important basket that he made that three. A guy who hadn't been, couldn't buy a three in this series to knock down that three in that situation. Huge. Huge, and a big shout-out to Bob Fitzgerald, who was on the call here uh, tonight, and also a big shout-out to Tim Roy, who Mm -hmm. uh, had been under the weather and had to miss the last couple of games of of this series. And so Bob stepping in, and and he winds up uh, on the championship call. So just uh, just thoughts to both of them. I know Bob on the the TV side, on the one hand, it's uh, awful for – for Tim to miss and, and to be ill at, at such a time and and be unable to call it. But uh, Bob on the TV side, you know, you, you 
don't get to call beyond the, the first round of the playoffs. So to have Fitz and, and to have uh, Jim Barnett calling uh, game, game six and being able to call it together on the radio side after all the years they worked together on the television side, I, I know that had to probably be pretty special for the two of them. Even the broadcast crew is very deep. Strength in numbers there as well, J.D. Yes, Big time, big time. So let's uh, we're going to go rapid fire here, 888-957-9570. Then we're going to take a quick break. We'll wrap up with some notes, and we'll uh, we'll do a little handoff uh, to Allen and Chuck coming up right at the top of the midnight hour on the West Coast. Rick in Oakland is next year on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Rick. Hey, hi. How are you guys doing? I just wanted to share with you, I don't know how many people knew but Draymond was playing with two technicals short of an automatic suspension. And that could explain why he was being soft because he had to dole out his efforts, you know, in case the other team, you know, was going to draw him into technicals and get him suspended. We'd have a repeat of, you know, that Cleveland's final. Interesting theory. I'm, I'm, I, it, it, that's never been anything that would slow Draymond down before, Whitey. No, I wouldn't think so, and he's learned how to play so well and how effective when he's, when he's right on the edge to the point where he knows, like, well, they're not going to give me a T now. So I was, I've been wondering about that because I've been keeping an eye on his uh, f- uh, flagrant points, his technical points. It's an interesting theory. Is that why he uh, was playing so poorly? I wouldn't think so, but we'll have to listen to his podcast and find out. Ben and Berkeley next on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Ben. Hello, fellas. You know, I'm thinking to myself, this is a great night because Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Mark Wahlberg, the worst actors, they can stay in Boston. We don't need them. The Departed was a terrible movie. The town is no good. Steph Curry is the best player ever. Wiggins is great. He, he's amazing. He, he did so many great things this series. That guy deserves some type of an award. I don't know what it is. Some type, maybe I, don't, I honestly don't think we would have won it without him. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. It, it's a great day. So Boston, you know, you have no championships. You are not the best. Fitz, Gerald did a great job on the radio tonight. That was a fun time to listen to him. Uh, poor Tim Roy, he sounded like he needed an allergy pill. Poor guy. You know what I mean? Probably too many. Uh, he needed Claritin. You know, but I, I miss the guys. You know, great game. Great Steph, uh, Steve Kerr. What a great coach. How humble in victory is this guy? We could all we could always learn something from this guy about humility. He who wins a championship, he acts like he just won a little game at the park. He says, go talk to Steph Curry. It's not that big a deal to me. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I see people losing their minds over basketball at the park. They've done nothing. This guy does everything. He acts like he, he, you know, he just uh, found a quarter on the ground. Kudos to Steve Kerr. Kudos to Bob Myers. Bob Myers, UCLA graduate, goes to work for On Tellum. Now he's the best general manager in the NBA. You guys are doing a great show. You got Whitey, JD, I love you. You guys are great. Have a nice day. Bye. I'll just say this, Appreciate J.D. The I, call. Yeah, I yeah. said earlier that I said, Rob, you should never apologize for your accent. Ben and Berkeley should apologize for his accent because that was in and out. Yeah. And it was, that was, uh, kind and of, it was fake. It was, yeah. yeah. And it was almost I, if I didn't know better, I'd say that was uh, David Alameda. But that, you know, that can't be the case. But thanks for the kind words. Uh, work on the accent before your next call in. Well. If he had dropped the Jason Kidd reference, we would have known for sure. But I think that's a that's a pretty good pretty good pull. Couple of notes here: Steve Kerr, fourth championship as a head coach, sixth head coach now to win four or more NBA championships. He joins, and this is some unbelievable company. He joins Phil Jackson, Red Arbach, John Kundla, Kundla, uh, who had five, Greg Popovich five, and Pat Riley five. 
So, wow. I mean, Phil Jackson, Red Arbach, Greg Popovich, Pat Riley, my goodness. Yeah, and that's, uh, what, nine, five as a player, four as a coach now, so nine titles for him. And as I said earlier, I believe that he's, that's, uh, he's got championships now as a player or a coach. Four different decades for Steve Kerr. Yeah, and Andrew Wiggins, 18 points, six boards, five assists, four steals, three blocks. First player to have those totals. Get this one. First player to have those totals uh, in those categories since LeBron James in the Whoa. 2016 Finals, Game 6, on wow. this date six years ago. My that, I mean, Wiggins goodness. was awesome in this series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know Let's, you're getting uh, – yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Whitey. I was just going to say, when you're getting mean-mugging Wiggins, I, I don't think we saw mean-mugging Wiggins tonight, but we saw him in the series. That's when you know you're getting the good Wiggins. Brendan in Daly City. What's up, Brendan? Hey, Whitey. Hey. Hey, J.D. Hey, Whitey. Hey. Yeah. What's up? Uh, What's up, man? man? I'm just so glad. Yeah, I'm just so glad that Hello. the Warriors won, and I'm just so happy that, you know, I'm a fan of this team for so many years, but... Can you guys just imagine, like, what would have happened if Larry Ellison actually bought the team? All right, see you. Uh, hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he didn't, and the, and everybody's better for the fact that he didn't. Let's sneak in Andrew and Palo Alto, and then we're going to break. We'll come back. We'll do shot of the game. We'll talk to uh, Alan and Chuck. Andrew, you're on 95.7 The Game. Guys, I'm here with my dad and my cousin. Dad is 93 years old. He's been watching the Warriors since 1946 when they're in Philadelphia. And just to mm. have them go on this amazing run right now is very timely uh, for all of us. And the rest of the league is lucky Clay has been injured the last two years because the moment he came back, he delivered a championship. Gary? Let's go, man. Real Warriors fan since 95, man. I'm talking about Ronnie Sockley, Daniel Marshall, <laughs> uh, Andrew DeClark. Bimbo Coast, I've been for all that. We deserve this dynasty. Let's go. We win it next year, too. I tell you that right now. Let's go. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Andrew and Palo Alto <laughs> checking in. We'll pause here quickly. I'm going to give a shout-out to my dad as well uh, on the other side. We'll talk to Alan and Chuck. Uh, but that's all coming up next. Shot of the game. Warriors win the championship. They get it done here tonight. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.